I want to speak today, the second instalment of uh, the theme that I started probably about six weeks ago now, uh, on Solomon's gold. Who was here for the first one? Who remembers it? Yeah, thank you. Had four people were awake that day. But uh, Solomon's gold. So today we use uh, gold more as a metaphor in life rather than actually having it. And so uh, in, in years past, we would have uh, people would, would wear their gold and, and it was a sign of their wealth and their, their, their uh, treasure uh, that they had. And so they would, they would wear it, they would keep it on them or with them all the time and it was a, a, a real physical sense of their wealth. Well, today we don't really uh, use gold like that personally, but um, there is the, we, we use gold as a, as a I, I guess, a standard of high quality. So we, we would uh, have things like gold class when we go to the movies. Who's ever been to gold class at the movies, uh, at the cinema? Uh, we have things like old gold chocolate. Uh, um, there's there's a, a brand name for food called Golden Harvest, and there's there's uh, the Golden Guitar Award at Tamworth, which Jimmy's going to enter into. We're going to send him there, win the Golden Guitar Award. Um, at the Olympics, you get gold medals, and, and we aim for that one. We don't want the others; they don't count. You want the gold one. Um, there's the Golden Globe Awards. There there's uh, um, the gold rushes of the 1800s where people went all around the world seeking gold to, to try and find their fortune. Um, and it was a, a big thing. So we had people going all the way to, to the Klondike and Alaska and the, the outermost parts of Western Australia searching for gold. It was a big deal. Um, what else did we have? Uh, um, who remembers the, the Golden Girls? Uh, I never watched it. I was a Christian. <laughs> Mark did watch it. He, t- he dobbed himself in in the first service. He was, he was personally personally in love with Betty White. <laughs> Had a crush on her. I mean, here's, here's some others. Uh, we have Golden Syrup, Golden Delicious Apples, Golden Gloves Boxing Awards, uh, um, Golden Gay Times. They were named at a time when that meant different things. Um, we have Goldfish. He's a bad one. We have Gold Diggers these days it's a term uh, I love I love the Mexican gold teeth I want to get some of them one day my two front teeth will be gold Mexican touch there and I, I guess uh, many of us would love to live on the Gold Coast right now so we 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 have that word all over the place we're keen to attach gold labels to our brand so if you want to I mean we could <laughs> I have heard this as a derogative sense that when we were called the Assemblies of God as a domination, denomination, they used to call us the Assemblies of Gold uh, because of some various teachings. But that was probably a derogatory thing. We won't go there. But we are, we are keen to attach gold labels to our branding. Uh, we've all wanted the goose, or I have anyway. I've always wanted to have a goose that laid golden eggs or to be the one who wins a golden ticket. My personal desire, though, really, you can think of this for my birthday, is I'd love a gold Rolls-Royce. That would be cool. I don't want a silver one. I want a gold one. Um, Or perhaps if you're a dictator, you'd love to have hanging on your wall the golden AK-47. That is like the the prima deluxe thing to have on your wall. 
and you stand on the balcony with all the crowds firing your gold AK because you can. So that'd be pretty cool. The people don't get that. I would love it. I think it'd be awesome getting on the balcony and like. But gold is the measure of the best, isn't it? When we when we put that prefix in front of things, it means it's the best. It's a premium. So King Solomon is famous for having so much gold in his kingdom that it, it was it, it became so common in his kingdom. It, it tells us that uh, kings and nations would would bring Solomon gold. Tons and tons of gold every year would pour into the city of Jerusalem from all over the place and it became the, the, the major currency, the, the most common thing was gold in Solomon's day. So I better give you some scripture now so we will get to the Bible. 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 21. It says, Then King Solomon overlaid the rest of the temple's interior with solid gold. See, picture a temple, a building, panelled with gold. So if you'd imagine here today, just you get your imagination eyes going and just think of everything, every wall, every surface, everything that's in here is made of gold. Actually, who remembers John Law's gold microphone? I, I used to listen to John Law's driving around. Who, who even knows who that is? But he had, he had the famous gold microphone, I think. I wonder where that microphone is today. I want it. Preach from it. <laughs> but if we could picture a building that's, that's panelled with gold, every, every, every surface, every, every article is, is made of solid gold. That's how much gold was available to Solomon. See, but the, the, the reality is that the temple is a metaphor. And that word means that it identifies hidden similarities. So that, that, that gold in the temple is a metaphor of your spiritual life. Uh, it's a metaphor also of the church and its place in the world. So if we're to understand the temple, it gives details of our lives and how to live better, healthier, spiritually. I don't know if healthier is a good English word, but to live more healthy in your spirit. So what Jesus wants to do is come into our lives in such a way that we, we live better with greater knowledge, greater wisdom, uh, with faith. See, they're valuable treasures like gold, and you can build into your life those kind of treasures. You can build into your life gold uh, that, that is really valuable, that, that is eternal, that doesn't just finish at the end of this life, but you carry it with you into eternity. So it starts with trusting Jesus to direct our path, uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, by living in faith, believing God's word and applying it. So the whole factor of, of living a great life, living a golden life is, is being able to take the truth in the word and applying it every day. That's where we get knowledge and wisdom and faith comes from that. So Jesus gives advice on how to store our treasure, how to store our gold. Matthew 6, verse 20, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. So I'll give you some history of Solomon's temple. Although it was incredibly laid out and ornate and gold and, and wonderful, um, 
so full of gold and precious artifacts. It wasn't too many generations after Solomon that it was routinely ransacked by every invading army. I think it was the Egyptians first um, in, in you know, very, very soon after Solomon's uh, reign ended that the Egyptians attacked Jerusalem and they were the first to ransack the temple and start carrying away the gold. And it ended eventually with the temple's total destruction. And the Babylonians came, they burned down the temple, they took away all the gold um, because the people of Judah systematically rejected the Lord, rejected the temple. It was a sad end to a glorious age. I mean, it was about 70 years later after that original temple was destroyed, they, they rebuilt a temple, but it was nothing like the original that uh, Solomon had built. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, well, what has this got to do with me? Solomon's temple was a physical symbol of a redeemed life. Solomon's temple is a physical symbol of what our lives could look like when we're, when we're devoted to Jesus, when we're living in his sunshine. So when the nation forgot the temple, the nation of, of Judah forgot the temple of Israel and the house of God, worship was given to other things and the temple was destroyed. See, the, the, the temple or the treasure contained within the temple is for the express purpose to bring glory and worship to the Lord. That's what all the stuff in the temple was for, to bring glory to God. That's why kings and nobles and, and uh, you know, important people came from all over the world to see Solomon's kingdom because there was this kingdom that was dedicated to serving God. And they wanted to see the temple. They wanted to see the treasures. They wanted to see what it looked like to see a blessed nation by God. So 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Turn to the person next to you and say, You're a good-looking temple. Now I have a question for you. And and I don't want this to be too confronting, but what overlays the interior of your temple? Now, I want to say that when, when the Bible says that you're a temple, I believe that's an individual thing, that we all carry uh, the, the responsibility to be temples of the living God where Jesus dwells in us, but also corporately as the church that we are a temple of the living God where the Holy Spirit dwells among us. So there is a, there's a twofold uh, explanation there. But there are... There are three things that we can have in our temple, that we can overlay the inside of our temple. And, and I'll explain them as we go. The first is mud, and we'll look at that in a second. Then there's mold or there's gold. So first one we look at is mud today. Now mud happens when there's been nothing protecting what we let in, what we let into our temple. So the temple in Jesus' day was not inlaid with gold. Rather, it become a marketplace for rip-off merchants. So the only time that Jesus lost it with people is when they turned the temple into a marketplace. They wanted to profiteer off those who wanted to come and bring their sacrifices and their, their worship to the temple. So to misuse the temple for its purpose um, is what Jesus really got angry about. And so... What they did is they brought the mud of greed into the house of God, seeking to profit. 
So I, I had to use the word mud because they, they were bringing animals into the, into the temple courts to sell like a market. So they'd have, they'd have calves and goats and, and sheep and pigeons and other animals for sacrifice because their, their idea was we don't want to accept a sacrifice that, that someone brings and says, well, I, I chose this from my flock and I'm going to bring this and sacrifice it. They'd say, no, 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 you've got to buy the, the sacrifice from us, pay you know, a lot more than what it's really worth so that we can profiteer through this sacrifice system. So when pe- people misuse the temple, mud replaces the gold instead of the gold covering the walls of the temple. I use the word mud because it's sanitized today, but if you think of what animals do, that's what we call mud <laughs> for the sake of today. We're sanitized. So to misuse the temple's purpose, they brought their greed into the house of God. They, set, they, they put seeking profit from the house of God before anything else. And so self-interest and greed substituted the place of Jesus in our heart and mud where the treasure should be. So when people misuse the temple, mud replaces the gold and instead of the gold covering the walls of the temple, it was in their pockets and in their purses instead. So we see that, that story of, uh, in Matthew 21 and Mark 11 and Luke 19 in three Gospels. It's the same stories mentioned about Jesus losing it because the temple was being misused in that way. And instead of seeing gold in the temple, there was, there was mud and, and other things that shouldn't be there. The second thing we see that we can line the the insides of our temple is mold. And and that happens through the darkness of neglect. And and it's like, well, I haven't been there for a long time. I haven't haven't done anything spiritually to feed my soul for a long, long time. And, And so mold begins to grow where gold should be. So there were times that the temple in the Old Testament was so neglected that they didn't even know what it was there for. They they'd forgotten. And there were various times where, where different kings had neglected the temple and then another king would come and say, we're going we're to uh, um, renew worship in the temple. We're going to clean it out. We're going to uh, get back to worshiping God again. And in one of those cleanups, they, it says they found the book of the law. Oh, I have a question. How did they ever lose it? And, and when people neglect the things of the spirit, mold grows where gold should be. So the place that should have been holy was turned over for things that were unholy. So imagine being in church for generations, perhaps you know, um, family history in a particular church and saying, well, we've been part of this church for so long. This is like what the, the, the people of Israel had. They had this wonderful temple. They had these generations of history, but they had forgotten what it was there for. And imagine that in, in your family and then suddenly discovering why we have church suddenly discovering why we believe, uh, you know, what, why we do what we do, I should say. But if we allow Jesus into the, our inner temple in our hearts, he is the lost scroll that completes you. And Jesus is calling us today to that relationship again. I'm going to ask the musicians to come and join me again, if you will. You see, it's so easy to, to lose the treasure that God wants us to to have in our lives because we've allowed mud and mold to take its place. The third thing that we can cover the internal of our temple is gold. See, uh, gold overlaid everything 
in Solomon's temple. It's a picture. It's a metaphor of how life could be, of how life should be as a believer. See, building our lives on the truth of Jesus, the foundation who cleansed our sin and took our mud and mold and replaced it for us with gold. You know, it is a mistake to think uh, the Christian life is, is all about my activity, all about what I do, uh, all about my achievements. You see, the, first and foremost, it's, it's Jesus who puts the gold there. It's Jesus who finds it. It's Jesus who, who, who uh, purifies it. But it, it all comes from Him. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 12 says, If anyone builds on this foundation, which is Christ, using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, says in verse 15, If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Now I know that we have a choice on what we can build into our lives. So there's personal disciplines that, that, that are, are great for producing gold. And there, there are certain things that we can do that, uh, like you know, dealing with our greed, dealing with unforgiveness, um, developing the qualities of the gifts of the Spirit. That's what we build on. But Jesus wants to inlay in your life solid gold that is a sacrifice to Him, that is for His glory. And just as Solomon's kingdom, people came from everywhere to see, our life should have an attractiveness to it where, where people say, I'm attracted to you because I, because there's something in you that I that I see. There's something in you that that seems valuable. Something in you that that I don't have. That's what the church ought to be to the world around it. Now today there's someone, and perhaps you've been trying to work this all out. And the more you try, the more confusing things become as trying to figure out your way towards God. But Jesus is ready to enter the temple of your heart today. And it all starts just by saying, Jesus, I want you to come back in. So if we're done with the mud and the mold, it's time for gold to fill the temple. And we can respond to this this morning and decide to build gold inside the temple of our heart, inside the temple of our life. And, you know, there's all sorts of things that, that, that sometimes get in the way. And I don't want anyone to feel condemned or or, or go away thinking, hey, you know, I've been exposed today. No, that's not what Jesus wants to do. Jesus came to cover those, those things and he wants to replace them with something better. So we decide to build gold inside our temple. Decide to be careful what you let in. Expel greed and selfishness and self-centered ideas. Decide to let the light into the temple every day. See, mold won't grow on gold. Mold doesn't grow where light shines very easily. And we've got to let the light of Jesus into every corner of our, of our temple, every corner of our life and say, Jesus, as I get closer to you, I give you permission to deal with those things in my life. Take out the mud, take out the mold. Lord, I desire some gold in my life. I'd love to pray with you this morning. Perhaps we could stand and uh, if you sense, hey, you know, I kind of think that God's pinpointed some things in my life today that I can let go of. Maybe I want to let Jesus into 
the throne room of the temple in my life again. You can do that. As I pray, just you know, maybe raise your hands to, to, the, to the Lord and say, Jesus, will you deal with some of this stuff in my life? So Lord, we just pray today. Lord, we decide to build gold inside the temple which is in our heart. Lord, we decide to be careful what we let in. Father, we want to expel greed. We want to expel selfishness and self-gain. Pray, Lord, that that you may give us a, a purified gold in our heart. Lord, we want to decide to let light into the temple, into our temple every day. Lord, we just pray that where there's been mud or mold, we we give that to you, Lord Jesus, and say, will you deal with this? Because sometimes I can't do it on my own. I can't do it by my self-effort. I need you to help me, Lord God. I need you to do the spiritual so that I may be spiritual. So, Father, we just pray today for freedom in our lives. I pray, Lord, that you'll put treasure in each temple represented here today that we may be representations of the goodness of God in our lives to the world in which we live. Father, I pray as we do that more and more, that we'll begin to see the gold, that we'll reflect the gold, that people will be attracted to us, that people will be attracted to the gold within us and say, what is it about you? Lord, I pray that be a confession over many people here today as they deal with the mud and the mold and the gold begins to show in our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can take your seats again, but I just want to give one more one more thing I want to talk about, and that is the first step on the golden life. And that is to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, to ask Jesus to come in, to dwell in that temple in your heart. And we have a prayer that we use here that I ask, you know, that all of you can pray with me this morning. It's pop up on the screens in a sec. Here it is. And all we're doing here is we're asking Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. We're asking Jesus to, to, to dwell within us. That's the first piece of gold that Jesus wants to establish in the temple of your life. And then it will grow and grow. So let's pray this together. And if you're praying for the first time, I want to encourage you. Pray in faith, believing that Jesus is going to put that gold in you. So, dear Jesus, pray with this with me. I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life, and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So if you have made that prayer for the first time today, I really encourage you to come and see me. We'd love to you know, uh, talk with you, pray with you, encourage you on that very important step that you've taken today. Um, we're going to sing, Mark, um, what's the name of the song? Throne Room. Oh, that's awesome. Let's let's stand together. We're going to sing this song, Throne Room. And as, as we sing together and have just another few moments in the presence of God, you can just be saying, Jesus, help me to see where I've had mud or mold letting that go today I want to have some gold in my life I want to re I want to uh, reframe the inside of the temple of my life and we just believe that Jesus will do what we can't do in Jesus name amen